the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Some people ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers, and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. I'm here with my lovely daughter, Stacy, and we're ready to go through and continue our way through the New Testament. We've just finished up a series, what was it, Ezra, Nehemiah, uh, Esther, Esther. Uh, Esther. And, uh, and we go Job. back to jo- uh, and Joe, and Joe, yep. and, and Joe, so we've moved back from the Hebrew Scriptures, from the Tanakh, we've made our way back to the New Testament, where we had uh, left off, I believe, with the books of First and Second Corinthians. So we're tonight, uh, no, I think we did end up with the book of Galatians last week. I uh-huh, remember. A little bit, yeah. We introduced the book of Galatians, uh, and we'll probably address a couple of things about the book of Galatians. It's an important book in the sense that in some ways it's referred to as Romans light. <laughs> it's very complete. It's not to one congregation, but to a region. Mm-hmm. Um, Galicia was not a city, but a, but a region. And so Paul wrote to the churches in that region. He had been through there uh, on on both of his mission trips, if I remember correctly. He had been through uh, Galicia in, in many um, different cities. But this was written uh, to a number of congregations. I assume they got it, they copied it, they passed around to each other, they read it to the congregations uh, <clears throat> as part of when they gathered together. So <clears throat> we'll, we'll finish up our considerations with the book of Galatians, and then five books, Stacy. I know. How are you going to do that? <laughs> Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, First, Second Thessalonians, and even got a little bit into First Timothy, if I, if I remember correctly as well. So this week has been a, a, a great week for listening to these shorter uh, letters that the Apostle Paul wrote to the congregations, particularly the cities in the in the cities where he had traveled, he had uh, been a part of founding and uh, these churches and training up their leaders, uh, preparing them, and now uh, of course he's writing letters to encourage them as well. 
Yeah, uh, it was when I was trying to think of, you know, okay, we went through, what did we go through? And it's like the list just kept going, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also exciting, you know, we, uh, my son and I, we went to, I don't know if y'all out there in the listening world have heard of Dude Perfect. <laughs> but dude, dude Perfect? Perfect, yes. They're, okay. Not a perfect dude, but a Dude, dude perfect. perfect. Yeah. Have you, John, have you heard of Dude Perfect? They're, no, this is new. No, okay. Me. Right, well, they're a YouTube uh, channel, and they have probably over 60 million subscribers now, and they're just great, great guys, young, um, they're probably all 30s, young 30s, um, and they were from Texas, from a and &M. &M. Yeah, yeah, and they went to A&M, they were college roommates, is how they first uh, got to know one another, and then they started doing trick shots and just putting them up on YouTube for fun, and so they got Dude Perfect from, you know, they doing this crazy trick shot, and it would go in and be like, Dude Perfect! <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, I get perfect, it, now right? it makes sense, yeah, okay. And um, anyways, all of, all of this just... Now they, they have a show. They're really fun. They're great guys. They love the Lord, each and every one of them. They um, give all glory to Jesus, and they end their, they're doing a tour. Now, I think this is their third or second or third year of doing a summer tour. Hmm. And uh, each uh, show they end with a prayer. They invite you to stay afterwards if you'd like, and they'd share a little bit about their faith, and then hmm. they'll pray and everybody, and then that's the end of the the show. But uh, did, uh, did a lot of folks end up staying? Or yes, oh really? yeah, I would say mm -hmm. most mm -hmm. uh, stayed. And um, I had to go nurse Ellie, so <laughs> <laughs> I was not in there. But Will sure was, and my husband was. But uh, Betty was. Yeah, it was really, uh, it was neat. It was really <laughs> touching, but. All of that to say, it remind the their last tour, the last show is tonight in Dallas when they're from Frisco, they're from the Dallas area, mm -hmm. and so last night was San Antonio. This uh, this this is like Paul's tour. <laughs> All right. of that to say, these uh, you know we read them at Ephesians, Colossians, and we remember these are cities and these are regions. This was. Paul's kind of tour of the area of uh, and writing these letters and giving this encouragement and I like to think that if this was in today's age there would be a San Antonio <laughs> right a, yeah a letter from Paul well we'll have to start referring to Paul as dude perfect dude right? perfect <laughs> right yeah or dude perfectus yeah. in Latin or something I don't know it, we'll I'm see. Sure. But anyway, we, we let's let's just take the book of Galatians real quick, Stacy, and kind of summarize. Uh, we we spent a pretty good amount of time last week talking about the book of Galatians. Um, just kind of summarize basically its general uh, purpose, its general uh, message. Mm -hmm. it, it's it. Do you have that sheet? That how yeah. do they they talk about? There's a number of lists you can go to in the on the internet that talks about they kind of give a synoptic view, just sort of a one word or a right. brief phrase view of every book, and it seems like Galatians, generally speaking, had to do freedom. with freedom yeah. in Christ, mm -hmm. freedom, freedom. Uh, it seems to be a, a great theme. Second uh, Corinthians also held that theme where uh, Paul wrote, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty mm -hmm. or freedom. So uh, Galatians has a general overall purpose of freedom, and he's talking about freedom to, to know God, to be rightly related to God, and uh, 
freedom to, to grow and to become uh, in our behavior to, to live out that mm-hmm. perfection, to live out that uh, perfection which has been given to us as a gift. Mm-hmm. Now, also as a gift, the Holy Spirit works in us to help us live out that perfection. I remember when I was a traveling we were traveling in europe uh, um suzanne and i were part of a band uh, the forerunners uh, yeah the forerunners a christian band that toured europe uh for a couple of years and we uh, oh it was just young married couple no children traveling all over europe in a traveling band singing telling yeah. people about jesus i mean we were we were suffering for jesus for sure that, <laughs> it, it was really a thrill it was an amazing couple of years uh, thousands and thousands of people and schools and auditoriums municipal auditoriums and theaters and uh, open air concerts it, it was just phenomenal uh thing we did but i remember we were in england in london and i was in the we were in what they call i think they call it the tunnel Okay. You've been to England. Uh, do you the remember the? Do they call it the tunnel, the underground? Uh, I think they call it. No, maybe the that was Spain. The the tunnel, <laughs> okay. the tunnel is in Spain. Okay. But okay, the underground. And I remember we we went. We had a kind of a, an afternoon off or something, so we were doing a little bit of the tourist thing, and we got into uh, went to the underground. I don't know where we were going. Probably the museum or something like that. <clears throat> but. I noticed some some American evidently had been there doing graffiti. There was a lot of graffiti on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I noticed this one graffiti piece that, that said, do, let me see, do be, and then it said, Kierkegaard. Oh, and then the next line said, be, do, and that was Sartre. Yes. The philosopher from right. France, yes. and then some enterprising America had American had scribbled, "Do be, do be, do Sinatra." No way! Isn't this the truth? That's true. Yeah, yeah that's this true. This isn't No, that's true. I don't know if it's still there, of course, but uh, oh, I thought that was wonderful. But that's one. That's the great controversy of Galatians. Uh, yeah. What comes first? Uh, are we? Do we be righteous first? Right. Now, we're very accustomed, I think, in our world to do and then be. In other exactly. words, if you have an objective to be a successful businessman, you set out doing. You right. start little and Until you grow you and you learn and, right. and, and you become mm-hmm. a successful businessman. Right. Maybe. Right. Uh, and so we have the idea essentially that. That it's do and then be, mm-hmm. you know, which comes first, the chicken and right, the egg, that sort of thing. Which is a little bit sad in, in a way. Uh, I mean, it's very sad, actually, when you even think of, I mean, we have a, it's very American, though. Uh, yeah. When you think it, but, of just our yeah. industrial age and even yeah. uh, the work age, we tend to give. Um, you accomplish a goal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You you have a goal. You have something you want to become, mm-hmm. or, or you know, and then you work toward it and mm-hmm. become that. And our identity is wrapped up in that I guess in in our in what we do uh, mm-hmm. to a great extent, yeah, but that's just the opposite of the of the gospel right, right. The, the, the and that's what Paul explains in Galatians and other places as well, but one thing he makes clear is that we don't 
become right with God by steps of obedience and uh, fulfilling certain rituals and living a certain lifestyle and and obeying certain rules and laws, progressively learning, and and then become righteous. Mm -hmm. But that we are... We are made righteous by God's redemptive plan, his redemptive work through the Messiah. Mm-hmm. We are made right with God, and then uh, we, we learn to walk and become what we already are right. as, as believers. And it's a, it's a very difficult concept, I think, for many people because we have – a lot of people say it's too easy. You know, it's just right. – that means we just – by faith – <laughs> you just trust. You just receive this free gift of salvation, and, and you don't have to do anything. Wow, that it just it sounds too good to be true. I think it's also hard. I think because we're so used to comparing. I, I think ourselves in terms of who we are or where we are on this, uh, and uh, that. So, so not only is it what we are doing based on who we already are, but then we tend to look into the right and to the left and see, okay, is, is that person though? And, and maybe I'm not as because they are. And it, I think or maybe I feel real good about myself because he's not doing so well (laughs) or something. Um, so I think there's a lot of, um, that I don't know. I always think of that C.S. Lewis, you know, your story is your story and not to your story is not somebody else's and to keep your eyes focused on on Christ and what who he says that you are and then uh, measuring and then living a life Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. and an examined life. You Mm -hmm. don't want to not, you know, it's not as if your actions are meaningless and don't uh, mean anything. They should be a reflection of of who you are and if there is something that's amiss or wrong um, but you even think of Paul you know he had that thorn in his flesh and we never know what it what it is mm-hmm. but you know there's there's something there that was difficult for him and his identity and what he struggled with but it had no bearing on who he was absolutely assured of um, and that is justified by Christ and Christ's death on the on the cross for him. One of our questions that we had down for the book of Galatians was, since we are saved by grace through faith mm-hmm. and not by our obedience to the law, why are we not free to sin with impunity? And interestingly enough, of course, that question is almost always asked, it seems kind of like a logical question to ask. Well, right. well, if we if it's not based on our behavior, then we ought to be able to sin, you know, any way we want, whatever. Uh, that that comes up in Romans chapter six. Paul answers that very question. He he sort of predicts that this is going to be asked once he establishes that sure. salvation, the relationship. Righteousness of God is ours through faith in Christ. He says, "Okay, then. So does that mean we're free to sin?" And he said, no. "Of course, of course not." He right. said, "Because, and of course, the the question was, why are we not free to live, to sin with impunity?" And and uh, the answer is because we are no we no longer desire to sin. We are free to live godly lives. We've been set free to live. As we ought, as right. as God want, desires, and, right. and that's the freedom that we have in Christ, yeah. uh, not the freedom to do anything we want. A- and if that's a problem, that someone says well, sees it as uh, 
an opportunity to sin with impunity and not worry about it at all, then probably the person has misunderstood the understanding, the idea of grace and new birth and transformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably need to, to rethink that relationship and what they are trusting because part of our conversion is that we are transformed. We're changed. We no longer want to sin. Right, we, right. We, we do sin. We may sin, but it's not because we want to. And then our deepest, our, in our deepest self and our deepest yearning as God's children is to be right. God's people, yeah. to live like God's person, right. to the, be like God right. wants us to be. And the good news isn't that, oh, great, you get to go do whatever you want. The good news is that you're saved. The good news is that you have been justified because what has, what, of who you already were, mm-hmm. uh, who you were. Um, I think that there, that if if you hear it's good news, and it is anything other than Christ died for you and uh, and offers that salvation through Him alone to you. Mm-hmm. If it's a uh, oh, the good news is that you know now I get to go do whatever, or, or the good news is oh, I uh, have heaven, like mm-hmm. you, I'll be in a good place, you know, mm-hmm. when I die. Or if the good news is anything other than just that God, you know, that that Christ has died, he's saved you, he's justified you, and you can receive that and come into a relationship with him through the merits mm-hmm. of Jesus. You've used that word justified two times. Justified Maybe never you sinned. Le- le- <laughs> just as if I'd never sinned. Yes, yeah, right. just, that's the way God sees us now. Well, that's the book of Galatians. Now, let me say one more thing, and my wife would not be happy with me if I didn't add this. Uh, and you know, uh, of course, what I'm going to mention, I think, Stacy, is that <laughs> yes. uh, Suzanne has recently done something, a great deal of research uh, on the theme of Israel. You know, the, wh- what is Israel? In other words, when you see the word Israel in the Bible, what what does it actually mean? And, and uh, and what are some of maybe some of the different meanings but that w- we might find, but uh one of the things that comes out in the book of Galatians as well is that uh it, they're, they're, mm-hmm. the truest deepest meaning of the word Israel is the people of God those uh and and there is a passage of um, she says she was going to tell me where it is uh and i i've heard it and read it myself it says uh, the israel of god mm-hmm. and the israel of god is all the redeemed from all time through all the earth mm-hmm. those who know god seek god serve god and they are redeemed because of the finished work of jesus the messiah not they're not there based on any other uh, thing. Uh, Jesus himself said, uh, no one comes to the Father except through me. So every human being on, uh, that is in heaven eventually, someday, will be there and will understand that they are there because of the work, the redemptive work of God through his son, Jesus, the Messiah. So uh, Galatians is very clear about that as well, because they were dealing with uh, they were dealing with a. Some false teachers that were coming to them and saying, well, you you began by faith. That's how you come into the relationship with God. But the way you're going to grow is you've got to be circumcised. You've got to go through these certain rituals. You've got to obey all these laws Mm -hmm. and, and so on. And neither our justification nor our sanctification are accomplished through works. Uh, they are both gifts to us by God, 
uh, through the redeeming work of Jesus and, and of course, now the, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So that that's a very big theme, and it's a very important one, but it is brought out very, very clearly in the book of Galatians. And, and Paul is very clear. Paul, who himself is Jewish, he is a, a, of the Pharisees, he's a very devout Jewish man. He himself says that that uh, very clearly that the the plan of God was always a plan of faith. It was always based on faith. Abraham, he said, came to faith in God and into the relationship with God centuries before the law was even written. So it wasn't a matter of the law. It was it was always a function of faith, and so uh, that that's. I think I don't know if we can say it another way, but Galatians is really an important book, uh, along with Romans, in that particular sense. Mm-hmm. You think we might move on to Ephesians, or do we have a? Oh, we must give our phone number, right? Two ten three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have a thought about what we've shared this evening, or maybe a question or, or an insight that you'd like to share with us. We'd love to hear from you, whether it's on one of these books, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, or t- uh, Timothy, if it's on any of them, maybe you have a comment, a general question about the Scriptures at large or what it means to know God and walk with Him and experience Him in your life. Uh, anything you'd like to share with us here on The Bible Live, give us a call, 210 340 9585. We'll be glad to take your call and, and uh, glad to hear what you have to say. I mean, that was, it's Galatians 6 16 is where that phrase is. And what's interesting is that in the King James, it is, and as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. And that's the King James of Galatians 6 16. Uh-huh. Um, yes. And then it's translated, uh, or uh, the way the New Living Translation does it is, May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. And so, but that is a, it would be interesting to see what all the different versions have mm-hmm, to translate, mm-hmm. take that and translate that. But the Israel of God, it's Galatians 6.16. The Israel of God. Gal- he, he spends a great deal of time, uh, actually, And it's almost um, deceptive, and not deceptive, but it's almost missed many times because among the other points that Paul is making, but this is, he speaks very clearly to the topic of Israel, the Israel of the Bible, and how does Israel, the people of Israel, the history of Israel, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Mm -hmm. uh, how do they relate to what is the relationship between what God did in and through and with them and what he has now shown us his ultimate redemptive plan it resides in the Messiah himself mm-hmm. and, and, and he spends a great deal of time re- talking about the relationship between those two yeah. those two um, truths they're truth they're real God did, was involved but what it, how would we characterize the relationship? Right. And, and uh, Galatians is very clear about it. Yeah, and what is Helpful. also interesting, I mean, in, in kind of a bigger picture, is, you know, all of these, right, Galatians, Ephesians, um, Philippians, First and Second Thessalonians, all of these, very little. Nowadays, we think of Israel as a people group so much, and we think of them as a country, as a nation, <coughs> and which they it is, Um and and back then it was as well. But in all of Paul's writings, you don't you don't he's they're not political writings. 
very little is ever mentioned. There's no scheming. There's no kind of um, trying to manipulate and figure out how we can come out from Roman rule or how we can, you know, have more power or how it's really quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, there's very little being consumed. No, he doesn't use up his writings to talk about um, money necessarily or mm-hmm. uh, gaining power in the ways that we would think that mm-hmm. he would if mm-hmm. it's talking about organized people group. Go right. to vote, go yes. vote, get right. out to right. vote. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, of course, they didn't vote in those days, but <laughs> right. Um, but and uh, and which is very interesting though because that's the world that Paul does come from. I mean, Paul mm-hmm. was a Roman citizen. I mean, he. We'll see that in, uh, in uh, not several of these epistles. Yeah. He shares his his story right. a little bit. Uh, he is a Pharisee. He's from the right. tribe of Benjamin. He's he in was... that world. He very well could have spoken, but the gospel, while it is important in that world, absolutely, and it has its place, and we want leaders that um, that understand human nature and anthropology from a biblical worldview mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. operate from a biblical um, truths, uh, that's not the point of his, right? That is not the good news. The gospel isn't that, you know, you're political, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, leader one or, or what. Um, the gospel is so much more than that. And Paul speaks and writes. To that and mm-hmm. that joy and that peace and the full armor of God is not Roman armor. It's it's uh, the tr- the belt mm-hmm. truth of, of righteousness, the mm-hmm. the gospel of peace. Um, I don't know. You, well, you've kind of gotten in already. You jumped to the Ephesians there with the belt of truth, and uh, we have our break here. I think we come back from our, our break here. We'll go ahead and go on into. The books of Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians, and we'll discuss them a bit, uh, the the general overview and the message that they have and anything particular that maybe Stacy has on her mind as well. So um, I'm kind of thinking that pretty soon we're going to be interrupted by our bumper music, but we'll... (laughs) There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Saved by the bell there for sure. All right, the Bible Live will return. You can give us a phone call and be a part of the program if you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. 210-340-9585. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Dr. Stan Shelton with offices at Loop 410 and Broadway has taken care of the Dollar family that's Suzanne and me plus our three children for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist. Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait. And I never dread going to the dentist. In fact, he and his staff are so personable that I actually rather enjoy it. Go to DrShelton.com or call 590-7878. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know, thus saith the Lord. 
You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Simple faith, I think, that really sums up. Uh, it's a great from from Galatians to Ephesians and mm-hmm. really all of Paul's writings. That is the freedom of the gospel. It is a simple message, and at the very basic, mm-hmm. at the very very heart of it, is just to trust in Jesus just and trust. and to take him at his word. And uh, and then the joy and the music and the yeah. peace that comes from. I that. love all those songs. Learning to lean on Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's just so sweet to trust in Jesus. Absolutely. Just uh, it, 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 it's true, and He does change you. It, it, it's not like you. Well, I don't know. It just works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I guess that right. would be my my <laughs> very elaborate and complicated and oratorically complete. It uh, works. It works. Uh, it does change a life, and it does give freedom, and it does give yes. blessing and peace and joy. And we'll see all of that as we look through these epistles. Each one seems to have uh, its theme uh, in generally. What What about this, this church in Ephesus? It was a city, but it seems like Paul may have intended. He doesn't include a list of people at the end of the letter individuals. He he lived there for three years in Ephesus. So uh, he spent a lot of time there. He knew people. And he usually ends up saying, you know, tell tell John and Mary hello. And, you know, yeah, don't forget Susie over there. Uh, but he doesn't have that. It looks like the, it was probably his intention that it be shared around the region as well. But anyway, it's written uh, to the believers there in Ephesus. What while he was in prison in Rome, is that right? So yes, he was under house arrest in Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somewhere is, around sixty. I think they go back. I think they. It, uh, which, if it was sixty, that would have been just shortly before he was killed. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. some place it around that time, some place a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But good in that general general time. Uh, one of his uh-huh. many times in prison. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which uh, is a, uh, I guess, you know, if if you were summing up um, Galatians and Ephesians, if Galatians was a book on justification and the freedom that comes with who we are in Christ Mm and being justified by him, I think probably Ephesians would be uh, uh, the God of unity. He talks very much about the, the body and the oneness and uh, the God of, of unity that comes um, come from trust in Christ and uh, the blessings in Christ. And mm-hmm. I, I like that particular theme in particular. I, I, in chapter 1, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing yeah. in the heavenly realms mm-hmm. because we are united with Christ. Mm-hmm. And that blessing, and he goes on to list a number of Things that are now true of us yeah. because of our relationship 
to Christ. And maybe I, let me put out there to some of our our listeners, you know the book of Ephesians. Uh, if, if you can name one of the blessings, one of the things that are true of us because of our relationship with Christ. In other words, it's part of our identity now in Christ. One of the blessings or things that are true of us because we are in Christ. Uh, he lists, oh, a, a good number. I've probably got six or eight down here in my list. Um, if you can bring out one of those, uh, give us a call, 210-340-9585. And if you call in and can give us a, a one of those or two of those or uh then we have a very nice set of books for you called God Understands. When you feel life is meaningless, without purpose, when you feel angry, when you feel life is unfair, uh, when you have fears, uh, overwhelmed with guilt, uh, all these different occasions and situations of, that life brings to us, uh, we find comfort and hope in the Scriptures. And so we want to give you a full set of this of these books called God Understands, and hopefully it'll be a blessing to you and a help as you grow in the Lord. Uh, but just give us a call, 210-340-9585. Name one of the blessings that we have because of our relationship with Christ, or one of the truths revealed in the book of Ephesians here about our new identity in Christ. Give us one of the, just one of those, and we'll give you this set of books that hopefully be a blessing to you as well. 210-340-9585. And this to me is probably, I mean, I've mentioned it before, um, how this particular passage and the promises of who we are in Christ, how, uh, how just so helpful and in terms of gospel good news, mm-hmm. uh, this reminds me of that Pilgrim's Progress when they're in Doubting Castle. And I know I've mentioned this before. Maybe every year I think of this. But um, if you, you know, when, when, I mean, he was in prison when he was writing this. I mean, he really was behind. You're talking about uh, but, Paul. Paul, Paul Bunyan? Paul. No, Paul. No, Paul. not, not, oh, oh, Paul. Paul. But the guy who <laughs> wrote right. uh, uh, Pilgrim's Progress. Was um, also in prison, was he not? Yes. You are right, yes. Okay. And there is just something maybe that is just particularly, you know, these truths that just really hit home when you're in prison. Freedom Not, becomes precious when right. you're in prison. I well, guess. and I think the, in, in, at least in Doubting Castle, the idea was they were trying to take a shortcut. And they uh, uh, end up being ensnared by, uh, let's see. It's despair. Despair is mm-hmm. the giant, I think, of Dylan Castle and his, wife, his yeah. wife is dissident. Mm. And they are put in the dungeon of despair in Dowding Castle. And it is just a dark, dark place. They do not see that there's going to be any possible way out. And what's interesting is that they, the dissidents and the, and the giants of Dowding Castle, they aren't going to kill you. They will threaten to kill you. But they don't kill you. What they do is they drive you to take your own life. Mm-hmm. That's their. That's that's what doubting castle and despair and dissidence. That's in in the book. I mean, that's the. And uh, so hope and Christian are in this dungeon, and uh, I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, we can all think of our own lives. We can think of those times when we've just been in mental anguish, when mm-hmm. we've been depressed and despair, and and. 
there's so few things to cling to in that moment. And I, that is, to me, you know, when Paul writes this list, it's just a reminder. It's those promises. It's the, of who you are in Christ and the things that we can be grateful for, even if you don't feel it, even if you, by circum, all, you know, all circumstances would not make you think that um, these things are true. And, uh, and that is when Paul Bunyan writes the story in um, Pilgrim's Progress, uh, Hope remembers that she was given, I think it's Hope, might be Christian, well, it remembers that she was given a key, and she remembers this key, and it was called the key of promise. Promise, yes. And it's that key of promise that unlocks the dungeon door and gets them uh, out, and they escape, and they uh, go back to that path where they had you know, gotten off the path. They put up a sign and say, Christians, beware. This is the mm-hmm. road to Dowding Castle. There's not a shortcut. <laughs> yes, and get back on the – but it um, – Anyway, just the, and I've thought of that so many times, you know, and that is the beauty of God's word. That is the beauty of scripture. It is, it is our rock. It is our light. It is our, uh, you know, what is the, uh, that beautiful song? Um, uh, thy word is a lamp to, to my feet, is a lamp unto mm-hmm. our feet. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we don't see the whole road, but we see that one step right in front of us. And, and slowly we need, but and surely we take Again, it highlights the need for God's word. Absolutely. We've got to have these promises. We've mm-hmm. got to have these assurances. So if you, if you, let's see, it's Ephesians. It's right in that first chapter, opening Ephesians 1. Um, and go go look those oh, up. Oh, yeah. One if to you get, want to find some of those those truths about us, that they're found in Ephesians chapter one, verses one through, oh, well, I would say three through what? Well, they're Eight? all through the first uh-huh, couple chapters. Uh, they're mm-hmm. scattered out, but there's several in that mm-hmm. first paragraph, even yeah. mm-hmm. three, verses three through eight. Give us a call if you'd like, 210-340-9585. And that first chapter as well, Stacy. Paul prays for the people of Ephesus. He loves them dearly. He spent a great deal of time there. And he says, uh, ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, mm-hmm. his holy people who are called his rich and glorious inheritance. Mm-hmm. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. It goes on and on. Prayer, the power of prayer. Uh, is so central to the book of Ephesians as well. Mm-hmm. And as being able to, and that is the, uh, you know, the, the unity, the factor that comes into play when, when we all have our, you know, our, our allegiance, our salvation, our, our very being is wrapped up in who Christ is and who we are in Him, and um, that is the unifying factor. I mean, we can be from. What is that? Uh, I lo- I've always loved that um, Sandy Patty song, Love in Any Language. Uh-huh. Love it. Uh, right. and, she, and she opens it with, I love you in all these different languages. Mm-hmm. And that is the, so it's the, not, we aren't just, you know, I, I think that unity and that oneness is, uh, 
I mean, it's everywhere. Uh, you know, you see people, we, we want to be uh, work together as a team. You want to be united. We community. It's a big word nowadays. Yes, community. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that is, and that is great, but it's also, okay, but around what, what is it though that unifies us? What is it? So it's not enough to just say, mm-hmm. let's be united or let's be, uh, it is, there is, has to actually be something that holds us together, a truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gospel and what Paul says is that what it is, is, is God's love for you. It is that he loved you first. It, and, and, and then our entrusting ourselves mm-hmm. to that, mm-hmm. um, our allegiance and our joy, our peace, all of it is a, and, and it's so neat that we can pray for one another in that context. We know exactly what it is that holds us and binds us together. They'll know that we are Christians by our love for one another, mm-hmm. for God, though, first mm-hmm. and foremost. And, um, anyway, I don't know. Wow. I just, that's, I'd that's love to see that. Too. Beautifully, and it is, it is carried out. I think we see that quite often here in our city of San Antonio uh, and environs because there is a great sense of unity and oneness. I I believe it was actually our good friend Max Lucado that I remember the first one to do it some time back. Uh, yes. Talks to a large crowd of people. You know, wait, hold, hold on. Where you say that? It was if you are listening to this and uh-huh. think you are intrigued by this. It is absolutely. It was in 1997, and it was at the. It was a march on in Washington. Mm-hmm. It was. I think had to do. It came. At, it was Promise Keepers. It was okay. a Promise Keepers march, mm-hmm. and I mean, it was. I mean, it, it, when, if you look at how many people were there, you know, they talk these days about crowds and stuff and these marches and things. Oh, that was huge. In, in 97, I think they say they didn't have Approach quite a million what, or it, Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. In, um, and it was just some amazing pastors that led these men through these prayers mm-hmm. and, and through a time of repentance okay. and music. And, yes, Max does. And if you go to YouTube and Google it, uh, Promise Keepers March Washington, you can watch it. They do oh, yeah. have video footage. He I says, when I, when I, I'm going to count three, and I want you to shout the name yes. of your church, mm-hmm. your congregation. One, two, three. And then there's this huge roar, but you don't understand no, You can't understand anything. A, a lick, right? Exactly. And then he says, okay, I'm going to count three again, and I want you to name, uh, th- give the name, the, the, the one you love, the one you serve, the one. You know, Who brings us here today, the one we pray to. There you go. And then. One, two, Jesus, Jesus. and it's yeah. clear as, as anything. Yeah, in that, in that truest sense, there is really mm-hmm. only one church uh-huh. in San Antonio. Uh-huh. We are one people, one uh-huh. God's people, and we we really do need to remember that, remind ourselves of that. Now, there's nothing wrong with having our individual congregations. Right, it's wonderful. It's precious, and it's normal and right. Uh, but it's also good to remember that we we are part of a bigger right. body of people. Shall we go to the phone line and pick up a call here? Yes. I believe Alan is calling in to talk with us. How are you doing, Alan? Good to speak with you tonight. I'm good. I'm glad to hear uh, from you. I'm I'm uh, wanted to share my favorite promise from Ephesians one. Okay. okay. Uh, sealed with this Holy Spirit of promise. That that's my favorite. The Old Testament characters didn't have the Holy Spirit, but we have them. And then, 
and I think it's really wonderful. Yeah, it is wonderful. the most amazing, and I'd say under. That's right. Oh, underemphasized truth, Alan. I think you onto something. Is that that truth that now everyone who comes into the relationship with God through faith in Jesus, right. from the from that first moment of new birth, we are indwelt by God's Spirit. He dwells. He is there to escort us faithfully and unfailing, unfailingly to glory. He'll never leave us behind. He'll, he'll never allow us to be taken out of the Father's hand. Uh, what a wonderful blessing that the Spirit is there to, to give us life, to empower us, to encourage us. He's called the Comforter. You know the word for comfort in the New Testament in Greek is uh, parakletos. And the word that is used for the Holy Spirit is the paraclete, ah. the one who comforts. You know, he, is, he brings us joy and delight and comfort. Thank you for calling in, Alan. I really appreciate hearing from you tonight. Uh, okay. l- let me send you uh, what I'm going to do with this. It's, it's a series of books called God Understands, and they're very, very nice uh, package here, brand new package of them. And I'm going to get John to take down your name, full name and phone number. And I'm going to leave these here with the receptionist at the KSLR studios at 9601, okay. 9601 McAllister Freeway. It's up on the 12th floor. Do you know where the station is, yeah. Alan? Yeah, I've, I've been there before. Okay, good. Well, then you'll you'll have a, a copy of God Understands there waiting for you, and uh, they'll just want to know your name and your phone number to authenticate it. And uh, I, I'm so happy to be able to give those to you. I think that you'll well, thank you. You'll be encouraged, and you you I'm pretty sure you're gonna they'll help you minister to other people as well. Thank you for calling in. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Don't hang up now. John's going to talk with you just okay. a moment. Thank right. you, Alan. And I'm going to read. That is, it's, such a, it's Ephesians 1, 13. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, who he, whom he promised long ago. So that's the, uh, the passage. Mm. And that's right. Yeah. That promise that we are not alone. Uh, he has given us the comforter, the great comforter. Mm-hmm. I like to think of uh, out at Lackland, uh, we we had a little close to 700, I think a little over 700 young men and women this morning uh, attending our, our wow. classes at Lackland with crew military. And, oh, gosh, it was just a, an incredible blessing. The team is functioning so, so well. Okay. And, and your your mother is doing such a great job of helping organize and lead. Uh, as I'm going through a little my recuperation a little bit from some illness, but uh, God is so good, and we see that. But uh, uh, these among the basic trainees trainees they always have a wingman. They always have someone that's at their side, has got their back. Yeah, if you've seen Top Gun, and they, wingman. Yeah, yeah, you see, but either one of them, right? Uh, but that's the idea: is that someone's got your. Back. Back. Someone is looking. Someone is looking out for you, and uh, will, is not going to let you fail. Mm-hmm. And of course, and I, I always, always think of the Holy Spirit as our spiritual wingman. He will never leave us behind. What a wingman! He's, right? Yes. All right. <laughs> he's, 
He's he's going to get us there. Mm-hmm. He may get us there kicking and screaming. I hope not. I hope we go with faith and trust and mm-hmm. peace and love and joy and these things. But, you know, sometimes we struggle along the way. Right. But he is not deterred. He is going to get us to glory. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it's just a wonderful thing he yes. does. We can depend on him. That promise. Well, let's see. So that was uh, Ephesians. Okay. Well, you want to move forward to a Philippians? Yeah, let's go ahead. Um, I just, I, I guess I... I like Philippians. It, it's got to be... Uh, it's yes. what you say sometimes. One of it's favorite. my favorite book. Yeah. <laughs> I think but, you've said that for every book. Yeah, almost every book. They all have such a... Each one has its own... Uh, Matisse, they say in Spanish, its own uh, inclination, its own emphasis, its yeah. own message that is so, so good. But Philippians is so sweet mm-hmm. because remember back in the book of Acts, I, I'm trying to remember what chapter it was where Paul visits Philippi. Remember Lydia, the seller of purple, the first mm-hmm. European convert, uh, that woman. A businesswoman who gave her life to Christ and followed him. And then, of course, Paul was put in prison. <laughs> Seemed of like the first place he went. <laughs> Every time he goes to a new city, he'd either go to jail or to the synagogue. One of the two. I don't know. Uh, but he got, and remember, the, the doors were open, and but nobody escaped. And the Philipp, Philippian uh, jailer uh, mm-hmm. was going to kill himself because right. that would be his, his uh, punishment if the prisoners escaped. And Paul says, no, we're all here. No one. And, oh, that, and that he does. Comes, that makes me tear. I know. That, and, he, and he says, oh, so, yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> and he comes to faith in Christ. So I think of that uh, when I think of him writing this letter to the Philippians. I think of Lydia getting it and hearing it and this jailer and his family, all of them being there and hearing that message. If anybody ever uh, wants to write a screenplay, just... Oh that yeah! Would be a, a, oh yeah! That would be a, a, wonderful. That Philippian jailer. That yeah. would be it. <laughs> I'd watch that. Like a great story of it, but uh, but he 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 writes to them, uh, and, and he has a, a, a tremendous theme for them. I'm going to let you kind of lay out lay out the background of the book of Philippians, Stace. Oh boy! Okay, you know, before I do, mm-hmm. Dad, you're so good at this. What I was thinking. Um, you know, scripture to me is a little bit like Boggle. <laughs> Hang in there with me, but and I love Boggle. But uh, it's a, it is quite a bit. I'm still working. Now, what is Boggle? Remind Boggle, remember me. Remember that uh, game where you've got all of those pieces and they each have a letter and you shake oh, it up yeah. and then it lands they're, they're and you try di- to. They're dice, right? It, kind of you dice. You kind of shake them around in a box of and numbers, uh-huh. and then they come down and. You have to make words out of them? And you, right, yeah, you make words out of them. Um, So I have, I believe, where I am, I'm about a medium boggle Bible player. Mm. And uh, I think you're an expert. You've always Mm. been really good at that. I've got all of the right. Everybody's got something they're good at. (laughs) I've got all of the right letters, but sometimes I don't. It's a. Uh, it's still a little jumbled with who, what, where, and the dates and put stuff. them in. Yes. Put them in the right. Uh, so right on that order. note, I might bounce it back to you well, in terms. Of okay. <laughs> well, Paul is the author. We right. do know that at least from the beginning, and Timothy is with him evidently. Right. Okay. Says said the first. The letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Jesus Christ. Right. So that's we know the authorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were some it's, of the background? We can find prison, and I think it's overarching thing, probably in terms of the 
the irony, I mean, here again, writing from prison, mm -hmm. and yet it's a letter on joy, mm -hmm. and the joy in Christ. And I think it's written, uh, it's the book with the with joy the most times written in it. I think it's 16 to be exact. Is that how many times I, Paul I believe mentions so. joy? You said that joy is used 461? 36, Something I think. Like, yeah, uh -huh. In the whole Bible. Uh -huh. yes. But 16 times in this very, very short little letter from, right. to the Philippians, Paul uses the, the phrase or word joy. But also, of course, there are forms of the verb rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Remember yes. a song we sing in Sunday school and so on. So the theme uh, is, is ironic that writing from prison, he talks to them about joy. We'll come back and uh, throw in some more considerations from the book of Philippians. We'll take in your calls tonight, 210-340-9585. So we'd love to hear from you tonight. Uh, if you'd like to talk to us, let me, let me see if I can give you a question that might give uh, somebody uh, an excuse to give us a call. The Apostle Paul was Jewish, of course, but he tells his story in the book of Philippians. Which tribe of Israel was he a member? He was a Jew, but of which tribe was the Apostle Paul? Give us a call, 210-340-9585, if you can answer that question for us. We'll be right back. We will work with each other We will work side by side And we'll guard each man's dignity And see each man's pride You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar This is The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. We can make a difference. There it is, the right, <laughs> the right button. We can make a difference. That's exactly right, because God has made such a difference in us, and uh, we are different people, and we can make a difference. That's uh, the message that we get from all of these small epistles of Paul, writing back to the Corinthians, to the Galatians, to the Ephesians, to the Philippians. He's telling them uh, how they can be different and how they can make a difference in their world, in their cities, in their communities. And we can do the same. Now, Philippians is uh, uh, its just a very, uh, I hate to use the word sweet because it sounds kind of weak, but it, it's not. It, it's, it's just a, a very, a book of, of, of endearment. He, he loves these people. They love him. They sent an offering to him. Uh, to support him while he was in prison. Remember, in the prison in, uh, in those days, you they didn't feed you, you know, three hots and a cot. You know, they didn't give you three meals and a cot. You had to come up with your own food, and uh, people had to, your family had to kick in. People who cared about you, 
uh, in many of these situations. So uh, they sent support and help to him. And um, and it's a very it's a city where he had a lot of true friends. Lydia, and we mentioned Lydia, the the jailer there in Philippi. Uh, But Paul's message to them is one of joy, uh, telling them to rejoice in the Lord. uh, Just kind of the end result of all of the promises of God or the end result of the redemptive plan of God is to fill us with his joy. Remember, Jesus says, my joy I give unto you, not the joy the world gives, but my joy. And and Paul is celebrating that uh, with the people of Philippi. Live as citizens of heaven in the freedom and the joy that will even be there. Now, uh, one central, uh, I think one of the great uh, doctrinal points of Philippians is found in chapter 2, where Paul lays out his explanation for the Incarnation, for uh, his Christology. How is it that the, the eternal Son of the living God, the eternal Son of God, becomes a man? And he lays that out for us in chapter 2 of Philippians. That the, He says, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interest, but but take on interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think equality was God as something to cling to or grasp. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor, gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee would bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to to the glory of God the Father. Just a beautiful, succinct expression of the Christology. Uh, the eternal Son of God was God. He is God. He always will be God. He never ceased being God. But remember, we are created in God's image. We, too, are persons. We have the gift of intellect, emotion, and will. We, too, have individual identities. We understand and know ourselves as separate from our environment. We can... We can uh, step back from our environment and consider it and make choices about it. We have, we have that, uh, that free will that, uh, that is the characteristic of, of beings who are, who are personal, who have, who have personhood, intellect, emotion, and will. Unlike the animal kingdom, who respond as part of their environment, we, because we're created in God's image, have identity, individual identities, and that we uh, we have the ability to step back and consider our environment, and and uh, act as we as our logic as our mind leads us to act, and as we decide to act, of course. So uh, Paul says that because of that, uh, uh, Jesus, who was God, he's a person. What he did is that he voluntary voluntarily laid aside his. Uh, godly prerogatives, 
Uh, he, he was infinite. He became finite. He was eternal. He became temporal. Uh, he, he was independent, totally independent, can do anything and say anything and go anywhere he wants. And yet he humbled himself and became a servant to God, lived a life of perfect servitude and obedience and submission to the God, the father as a man. So that's how the that's how the Messiah accomplished our salvation. He lived a perfect life of faith, trust, and obedience, submission to the Father, a perfect life. So when you read the Gospels and you read about Jesus, sometimes when we talk about being holy, when we talk about being perfect in Christ, we may think of somebody that's just sort of got a halo on their head and and they, they're just totally unlike or just non-human in a sense. But when you read the book of, uh, of the gospel and you read about Jesus, the Messiah, he is walking and living as a man, totally and entirely dependent on the Father, trusting in the Father, trusting in the, in the guidance and the word, uh, the, the spirit of God at work within him. And he lived a life of perfect faith. Jesus was a man of perfect faith. That's what made him able then to take upon himself our sins. He who knew no sin became sin for us. And that is the the substitutionary atonement that God had been planning all through the Hebrew Scriptures uh, that was prefigured by the sacrifices and so on that we see in Scripture, that uh, that God would bear our burden, our sin, he would take our penalty, our punishment upon himself for us. And by faith and trust in him, we are born again and we are made perfect in Christ. That, that All of that is found in chapter two of Philippians. There's that wonderful passage that outlines the the uh, Christology, the the way that Jesus accomplished our salvation. And he did so as a man. Uh, not as God. Jesus didn't come to planet Earth to prove he was God. He came to live out a perfect life as a man and then take our sin upon himself. What, what a, a wonderful, amazing truth that we had. And that's the truth behind the gospel, that that's how we become before we be. Right. <laughs> that's, or before we do. <laughs> that's how we learn how to do before we... Uh, no, we, we we become, we be before we do. <laughs> yes. There you go. Um, because of Christ in, in him, that is the secret mm-hmm. to that wonderful gospel message. Uh, I don't know about Philippians. Stacy. I was mentioning chapter 2, how rich it is. Mm-hmm. As a, a, There's another wonderful verse that people love to quote. And uh, chapter four, verse thirteen. Oh, yes. I can do all things through we love Christ. That before every basketball game. Yeah, through all Christ <laughs> who saved me, who who strengthens me. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And then, of course, uh, in verse eight. Now, dear brothers and sisters, he says one final thing. Uh, when Paul says one final thing, that means he's almost like there. Like ten more things. Yeah, and then. <laughs> yeah. Fix your thoughts on what is true yes. and honorable yeah. and right mm-hmm. and pure and lovely mm-hmm. and admirable. Yeah. Think about these things. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Yeah. So we the idea of 
remaining positive and mm-hmm. joyful. I love uh, that because we do have so many things coming at us mm, in today's yeah. so many tech problems. world. So, well, and so many advertisements, marketing, ideas. So many. I mean, we were inundated with ideas, really, behind every image, behind every. Is, uh, they're trying to sell you. Something And I like this list just because it's such a helpful, practical kind of first barrier to entry. If these things, if something, if an idea, if a thought, if an image can't even pass this test, then then don't don't even give it. It doesn't Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you can. That's one thing you can just check off your list. (laughs) Ignore. ignore You don't need to. And uh, and I, I, I just think it's such a helpful thing. I think it's really helpful for parents with their children. This is one of the verses that um, for my son, who's eight years old Mm -hmm. in their elementary school, they memorize this from day one in kindergarten, this list of whatever is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, worthy of praise. Mm -hmm. And I like that it um, just gets their minds on a, you know, it, fixed on you know fixed on those, and and it's mm-hmm. as if that's the the lowest. Uh, at least it needs to be those things. We've <laughs> got to make a little progress. Uh, exactly right, Stace. Yeah. I, I'm with you 100. percent And to Colossians, we better move on because if not, we we tend to kind of you know we these are so rich and they're so precious. Yes. These letters that Paul writes. Uh, Colossae uh, is another city there of what was called Asia back then. I guess it's. Eastern Turkey, I think now. Mm-hmm. Um, the city of Colossae, the, the problem they had, and this was a trouble uh, Paul often ran into. There were some teachers who were offering an alternative to, to what the apostles were teaching about Jesus. Uh, they were arguing that God himself could not be known. Instead, you know, he was far too high, too, too great to be known and kind of insulted by even the idea that you could know God. Is this the you know, Gnosticism? That, when Gnosticism, yes, is kind of um, the, the idea was that it lowered God. That that God only revealed Himself through a hazy and somewhat vague series of emanations, mm-hmm. and the and the further these emanations traveled from God, the easier they were to understand, but the less they revealed of God. Only by studying the teachings of those who understood these uh, emanations, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. It, Basically, it's the idea of deep thinkers, people who, who are who are who kind of live in deep perhaps thoughts. in a monastery, or they, they live somewhere where they're constantly uh, in prayer. So you have to live in a very particular, specific, special environment, and only they could gain knowledge of God. Right. And, and in a word, the false teachers were were saying that Jesus is a good start. But if you really wanted to know God, you need more. Mm. Uh, and so Paul resists, of course, and refutes these. The idea, uh, the idea of Gnosticism, the word gnosis is the word for no- knowing mm-hmm. in, in Greek. And it, this was this idea of a special knowledge. And if you think it sounds weird, it, it really doesn't. Uh, it, it's the basis of a lot of, uh, of religious Thought cults. and religions, cults, uh, yeah, cults and so on. Cult. Only the enlightened one, right. you know, mm-hmm. uh, has this ability, and you have to grow toward enlightenment. It reminds you have me to, very Buddhist, kind of a Buddhist. Actually, yes, it, it, but, very yeah. much uh, uh, Eastern. an Eastern mm-hmm. uh, thought there as well. The concept, at least, and that you have, to, and, and sometimes even in Christian circles, we have this idea that right. uh, it, it's what leads us at times to. 
put the pastor on a pedestal. Sure. You know, oh, he's he's a man of God. He's a spiritual right. man. And 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 there are wonderful pastors in our yeah. city, men who truly do, men and women yeah. who love the Lord, who serve the Lord faithfully, love their congregations. Yes. And, and, and indeed, Paul recognizes that, too. Yeah, Incredible exactly. leaders, and mm-hmm. he writes, and Timothy, you know, they, he's very encouraging of those. Exactly right, mm-hmm. and rightly so. But right. at the same time, right. it, it, we, we sometimes go so far as, well, it's, the preacher's coming for dinner. We've got to, you know, we've got to. <laughs> Uh, and I understand it. I mean, it's a very human, but we have the we kind of have this tendency to to think of uh, a, a believer and or, or, or pastors of, or others right. in that in that particular missionary uh, and evangelist and so on. Or knowledge, put on you, we put the mm-hmm. we, or we put knowledge on the pedestal, and yeah, they oh, have some kind of special knowledge, mm-hmm, yeah, and they've. Unlocked. And and it is. It's a fine line in a, in a way because mm-hmm. you know uh, we also know that. I mean, uh, knowing God's word and mm-hmm. does I think kind of unlock a certain maturity and a certain revelation in a person. And the more and more that you do come to understand and right. know, um, here's the difference though. It's not know of Him. It's really know him. Mm-hmm. The more mature that he makes a person, the more that he, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we go from drinking milk to eating solids, mm-hmm. you know, to, um, mm-hmm. and so there is something to, to knowledge. But I, yes, in, in this case, and we, we all seen it. I think we understand it. There's kind of a, it takes on a bit of a cult um, yeah. feel when it comes, when it's. And, and, and most really, really. Uh, well, all really, really good pastors, loving pastors that I know, they also uh, speak against that. They, Absolutely. they yeah. remind people often mm-hmm. of their humanity, yeah. that they too struggle, that they too need grace. They too have to trust God. And, and, and they have struggles as well. And mm-hmm. so that's it's a good thing for us to remember because it puts an almost unbearable pressure mm-hmm. on people if when we think of them in that way uh i, I remember uh, dr bill bright uh, and and dr graham as well I, I had the privilege of knowing both of them uh dr bright better uh but they were both when you got to, with them personally mm-hmm. i remember we had them in our home i, I don't do. remember if you remember i was five uh, years old yeah, i remember that very sitting well. on bill's lap and but but Bill and Vonette uh, came for supper one evening in our humble little abode, and we had a great evening. But the point is, is that he too always was quick to uh, kind of diffuse that any thought like that that he would talk about his own walk with God, that he he had to trust in the Lord, and I, I was just always so so very. Uh, th- these wonderful great men of God, they, there's always a certain humility about them as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it, uh, anything else in Colossensis, col- col- uh, I want to say it in Spanish, in uh, Colossi, the city of Colossians, uh, anything else in there? St- see, oh, it's about supremacy, uh-huh. the supremacy of Christ, that he is supreme. There's a wonderful verse that talks about how, how, uh, look at what it says about Jesus. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before everything was created and is supreme over all creation. For though, uh, for through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. 
such as thrones, kingdoms, rules and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him, for Christ. He existed before everything else, and he holds all of creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead, so he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. What a powerful, beautiful announcement of God's supremacy. Mm-hmm. Let's move on from Colossians. What would you say? Uh, we're not much we can say about Thessalonians. We only have a few minutes left. Um, it, essentially, to the Thessalonians or to the Thessalonians, <laughs> his purpose is to present the the reality of Jesus return talking about Jesus will return again that second great act of the messiah he came as a humble servant suffering servant for for our behalf by his stripes we are healed but then he will come again as conquering king and lord mm-hmm. and and uh, he gave this as grounds for encouragement and motivation to to live responsibly yeah. in the midst of our suffering and, and struggles here on planet earth right right and as an as an encouragement, uh, I guess we you know he he uses a lot of metaphors: the full armor of God, the race run the race as it sets before you. Oh yeah, wonderful passage, <laughs> right? And uh, I love I I I love that you do get a sense that Paul understood the full human plight. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he had been he had been in the rat race. He had been mm-hmm. one of those that was. Trying to make his mark, running and running really, and running yes. and getting nowhere. Right, right. Isn't there? What is that um, song that always? Uh, maybe the forerunners sang it. It's the seventies. Anyway, I can't think of it. Uh, well, there's people need the Lord uh-huh. that always. Uh, every day you pass me by. Mm-hmm. I can see it in their eyes. People full of um, fears. Fear, yeah. Uh, headed, Empty people filled, filled with pain. Shame. Headed who knows headed where. Headed who knows where. Uh, yeah. And you just get that. I've always. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that is the song I'm thinking of. Um, Paul understood. He understood that it is all, though, for something. It is not to, it's not a rat race. It's not, it doesn't, it's not, you're not spinning wheels. You're, it actually is to a real purpose, to an actual end. Yes. And um, and I love that he, again, it's kind of that similar Pilgrim's Progress, you know, the celestial city. Um, we We aren't without hope. We, uh, we, there is a specific place, a real reunion, a real reckoning that mm-hmm. is coming. And every day, uh, <laughs> not to, yeah. but you know, that lying in our bed many years from now, will we be able to get, I always think of that Braveheart quote too. <laughs> yeah. At the end of our days, you know, have we lived our life though, um, with, with that reunion in mind, with that, um, with that homecoming in mind, That's right. and, uh, and it's I can hardly me. wait. Oh, I, I just I would love to be here when Jesus returns. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't mind going to him through the portal of death either. But I would love to be. I'd love to see the sky open and the, the sound. redeemer. Yeah, the trumpet sound and the and the, mis- the Messiah return. Uh-huh. King and Lord. Well, that, so that, that's, that's what we have to look forward yeah. to. And that's the, generally the theme of uh, Thessalon- Thessalonians. He speaks to them about two principal major truths, the resurrection 
not only of Jesus, but of, of all of those in Christ. We will be raised from the dead and Jesus return for his people. This is where we get the famous quote about, uh, uh, I think it's in the Gospels as well, but Paul uses the the uh, term, the thief in the night, that, mm-hmm. that Jesus will return. It will be a surprise if, Nobody uh, knows to some time. of us, said, but we will be looking and he wants to find us prepared. He wants to find us busy. We wants to find us uh, looking for his return. Yeah, I don't know if this is quite the, I don't know why I put this out there, but uh, the story of Little Tree. I don't know. Have oh, you yeah. Ever, that's sweet. It's if a If you've parable. never heard this wonderful children's musical called Little Tree, you've oh, got to Google it. Get it. Yes, it is. You can get the CD, I believe, still on um, Amazon or wherever. But um, it is so well done. It was in the 80s that it was written, and it's a little parable. It's an Easter musical um, parable in the story of Little Tree. I know there's another one. It's called The Three Trees. And so it's not that one. This is a different one, <laughs> The Little Tree. And um, at the end, so all of the trees, when Jesus dies, all of the trees are low and they're sad because they know of Little Tree and what Jesus had done for this one tree. And then from he, he healed it. And then that tree became the cross. Mm. And there's a, you know, what have they done to this man? He didn't deserve this. All he did mm. was save my yeah. life. All he did was be my friend. Now they've taken him away. And so all the trees mourn and are grieved. All of, na- all of nature mm-hmm. is sad for those three days. And then the last day he's risen. And all of the trees point their leaves up Ooh. to watch for the time when he'll come again. And it's really oh, well. sweet. <laughs> Thanks, Dave, for being with me this evening. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Let's be a part of your evening. The Bible Live will be back next Sunday evening. I hope you'll join us. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Sophie every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Show. Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Sophie and The Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.